and it's telling me there'll be better days. I like this tone. Yeah. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. I sit in silence and promise. Welcome, everybody. My name is Adnan Shafi, and we're bringing you guys another episode of Pariah Nation. So today we're going to be hopping into a different episode that's going to be a follow-up from last week. And today we have a very special guest with us. How would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Nurishan. Um, I'm at Cardiff Uni with Adnan, and it's great to be on this podcast today. Thank you. And um, yeah, he's a very great guy doing lots of stuff in his community, and we're basically going to be looking into the inside of how did you actually get started and what actually made you want to get involved with your community and helping out. So, I mean, the first question for today is, just tell us a bit of what you do outside of school and um, what has been the goal of those activities? Yeah, so I think I first started to get involved in outside and helping the community. Well, I say helping the community, but it's in terms of helping, it's not helping, it's about empowering them. Uh, In terms of getting involved and volunteering, I started when I was about 16 and I got introduced to a couple of key leaders in community who were, who were doing great things. And I went to an event and the, all these speakers, great politicians were came up, coming up and I was there helping out. And it was a great feeling to be a part of then and it's still a great feeling now. So when I started off, it was just that one event, but now it's grown to lots of different projects mm. where there is helping with volunteering with lots of different organizations, doing a project, doing a campaign is so varied right now because I met so many different people doing it so Mm. it's not just one thing that I do it started off when I was 16 now it's just grown so much that I I meet new people almost on a daily basis doing new things getting involved in new events going to different projects so I think it's been a great journey from when I was 16 to now Mm. that when I started off thinking I only went to one event, I got introduced to a couple of people, but from then my relationships have grown and got involved in lots of different projects in terms of tackling poverty, tackling knife crime, going to mental health workshops, going to different events, volunteering. It's grown so much that this is <laughs> such a wide range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, from that, what I'm getting is that um, the main message to the youth is kind of just to start because you never yeah. know where that one event is probably going to take you or it's going to lead on from. Exactly, yeah. I, w- I would say that when you when we, when we I started, I was very nervous even going to this event myself. I, w- I actually only went because my friend told me and he told me about it and I was like, oh, it seems really cool. I'll go check it out. And when I went, it was actually really great. And I, I had this internal fear for some reason as you would like if you start anything new anyone's really scared to do it but when I went and I really enjoyed it and since that door was open lots of things have made their way do you know what I mean it's like mm. one one event leads to many doors it's that kind of thing where when you get introduced to one person they they know people and another mm. person they know people and they know projects they think what you'll be good at or what you might be you think you might be interested in so I it's always starting off really small and it's up to you then how big you want it to grow it, it really is up to you yeah no i mean i'm i'm, I'm kind of interested um when you talked about all of these projects that you've been involved in um perhaps i'd just like to look deeper into um are there any stories that have maybe let you like they've allowed you to see the impact of the work of these organizations like have you seen any major transformations and three years down the line you actually realize wow some small thing that i did now has actually gone a long way do you have any stories like that 
Oh yeah, no, I'm just trying to pick one. That's the thing. <laughs> I think in terms of um, doing something that, let me let me put it in. I think one thing that I'm really happy to see and see worked out well is when when we do a campaign or project and we see where it goes. Like for example, we done we, we one campaign we do is something called the community jobs compact. We take action on a lot of different businesses around Cardiff to sign up to, to make uh, have them sign up to pay the real living wage do unconscious mm. bias training do name and address blind applications and a fair recruitment processes mm. and this this action this campaign was started because of the lack of um, people from the local community being in those opportunities so it was about mm. building a bridge and making sure that people in the community have those opportunities to go to and it, it, it's about us finding the challenges and whether they're willing to work with us. I think the great thing about that and the, is that we met so many businesses that have signed up and are mm. willing to work with us to improve um, lo- for people from the lo- local community getting into those jobs. One, one example is uh, Welsh Government, they have lots of apprenticeships and yeah. traineeships and they've signed up and they come to the local community to promote these uh, apprenticeships and lots of young people, lots of people in the community have signed up to them. I think they found the experience so useful that they've come back for this year, which is the second time they've done it. And it's been so successful from people applying from lots of different backgrounds, diverse backgrounds, that it's been such a success. It's almost double their rate in uh, people from diverse backgrounds applying to these organizations. So mm-hmm. I think we'll start to see it develop when more organizations sign up yeah. giving people an opportunity that's wonderful work yeah. first of all congratulations yeah. that's really I think that a lot of the youth nowadays um, we've been caught up in the idea that when it comes to entrepreneurship we we see the big five companies you know you just hear of you know Amazon Google Facebook Twitter and most people just think oh yeah billions of dollars you know but I think um, entrepreneurship actually is much wider than that. So a lot of people are not fueled by seeing those extra zeros in their bank account, but actually seeing the smiles on the faces of the people that they've actually managed to help. And that brings me to my next question, I guess. And what fuels you to keep going? Like what makes you want to keep impacting your community? Because for some people, they don't see this, like they don't see it benefiting them. Some people just do it for the CV. What would you say to those people? Well, I think that that is a, uh it's a difficult question, as in, because everyone's motivated by different things. Mm. So what I may be motivated and what wakes me up in the morning to do things is not the same for anyone else. But I think one one thing is, once you get that feeling, once you do that what, the first time, then it's, mm-hmm. it's like you want that feeling again of doing it. I mean, it, of course it helps your CV. Of course it helps you. It gives you lots of different skills. That's mm-hmm. that's a huge p- part of why I do it as well. It's not... I. It's only, it's not just a give and take it's just not a giving relationship it's a both mm-hmm. when you volunteer with the organization or if you're going to do a project with someone or whatever it is it has to be a two-way relationship mm. you can't just keep on giving 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 and expect nothing back it's not going to work out that yeah. way and you won't be able to sustain it so it's all about making sure you establish what you're going to do what you're giving but what you also gain so let's say you let's say if some young people wanted to get volunteer with an organization they have to the organization have to explain what the benefits are to them and what mm. what kind of change that they'll make so mm. that they're motivated to come every time i mean take for, well like for me for example 
I, I volunteer with lots of different organizations because I believe in the work they do, mm. but also the fact that their work makes such a big difference and that they're helping a lot of people, but also the fact that gives me lots of different skills and gives me a chance to learn and experience the world. Mm. It's not it's not just me gaining experience and skills. It's about me learning lots of different skills and learning how to talk to people, how to build relationships. And finding out about different people is, is really interesting. Mm. But but that's personally me, but it could, you could get involved just by even thinking that, because I started off actually when I was 16 that getting involved as to improve my CV. That was my initial reaction. But since then, it's grown to be a bit more of what can I do? What can I do and benefit the relationship? What can we actually change physically? What change can we see? It's about it's about that rather than just my CV. I mean, it's about improving yourself. I think I think the best thing for me is always be eager to learn. Otherwise, mm. otherwise you won't ever be interested or motivated to do things. We go to university, we go to school, if you really want to do well in those and you want to do well later on in life, it's about always being eager to learn. That That's a skill that should never go away. I think you should always have that skill just just because that's the skill that we all need, all need in terms of university, school, work. You're always learning. Yeah. So losing yeah. that skill is, is losing a huge interest in things you do. But one, uh, one thing I would say is if you don't like doing it, don't do it because mm. you won't be able to sustain it because I've seen lots of people commit to things and not being able to keep up mm. with it because they've not enjoyed it mm. and they've been kind of manipulated not manipulated that's the wrong word but they got the wrong idea of what it means mm. don't know what really motivates them so I, I would say always find out what what is it that you want to do before you do anything because that if you don't know what you want to do you can still get involved and see if you like it or not but don't be committed to that relationship don't be committed to doing something if you're not if you're not fully prepared for being in it for the long run or being being able to give it back because you won't be able to sustain it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, you did get it get into that for, at first, like you said, the CV, but um, you realize after a while that there is more to it than that, and I think that's the point we're trying to get at. Yeah. And, like, um, yeah, definitely, if you don't enjoy doing it, then by all means just don't do it yeah exactly <laughs> um i think maybe perhaps you said that you've been doing this since you were, since you were 16 and yeah. you're around 18 right yeah, yeah so i mean like that's two years for most people it's like wow two oh, years uh, long i'm time, like right? oh i just turned 20 actually <coughs> oh wow yeah, wow yeah. okay so like you've been doing this for four years yeah, yeah. no it's crazy that's just crazy. to think of it's like four years of your whole life and i think a lot of people especially we've come into an age of social media where we get things like this you know whether you order from Uber Eats and the food comes right to your door or whether, um, you know, you're just texting someone, like you don't have to walk to your friend's house to see them anymore. Mm. You can easily just um, FaceTime them. Yeah. It's that simple. So I feel like a lot of people believe that that's the same thing when it comes to work. And I see it with like overnight successes and like, you know, you, you're going to be in it for like the short term, right? What, what advice do you have for people that are looking to get into something long term? I think, I think it goes back to the point of why, why, why do you want to go if, for it in the long term? If you, if you don't know the reasons behind it, then don't do it. It's about mm. finding out what you're passionate about. I would always say that you need to know what you're really interested in if you're going to do it for the long term. The short term things <coughs> that you're going to do are great because it helps you find out about yourself. No one expects... I don't know. <laughs> you're not going to know yourself fully. 
ever, I don't think. But yeah. it, finding out things that you're passionate about, that motivates you. You, you. you learn that as you go on by doing different things. So I think if you're going to go for it in the long term, I would establish that you were interested rather than, oh, I might get interested later on. Don't go, yeah. don't go thinking in that mentality. You have to start, you have to have the passion to start off. Otherwise, you won't be able to sustain it. I've seen many people who do things, who say, oh, I can't wait to do this for the next 12 months. After yeah. the first month, they, they quit or drop out because they realize it's something that they don't like. Mm. But they thought they'll grow to like it. But that's not the case. You have to have a passion from the beginning and know the reasons why you're doing it. Because if you don't know that, then you're not going to be able to sustain it. Yeah, like that, that sort of just, I guess that lack of clarity sometimes confuses people. Yeah. And eventually people are sort of like, yeah, I'd rather be doing something else. So, I mean, I definitely see where you're going with that. And of course, you're 20 years old now. Yeah. So you're still quite a young man. <laughs> um, and I like to think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but I guess my, my next question is going to fall a bit in terms of the age bracket, like 16 to 35. That's what the UN classifies as the youth, mm. right? So why is it especially important for people who are young, people who have energy to start tackling community-based issues? I think, well, I think I'll use the example of climate change, for example. Mm. I mean, you've seen the incredible amount of young people going out in the streets demanding change across the world. And that, that's put climate change as one of the top relevant issues. Lots of people say, oh, young people don't know. I, I don't know. This is just an assumption. But lots of people might think that young people can't do anything, can't make change. But that's not the case. Mm. You've seen, you've, we've seen this with climate change. Young Greta people. Thunberg. Yeah, yeah. Greta yeah. Thunberg. What a, a amazing role model for young people to look up to in, in terms of what, can, what you can achieve just by doing one small thing at the beginning. Look at where she is now. Mm. I mean, never... I would say never like limit yourself because young people can change anything. There's there's no age in making change. There's no age. people are always learning. So I think when you're young, it's about even though you have that energy, the skills, the experience, you've seen young people take issues forward and make change in the whole world. I mean, you've seen climate change is one of the most relevant and hot topics now for politicians to answer yeah. every time they answer they get really yeah. nervous about it because now they know it's a huge issue affecting future generations i mean young people are the future if you don't give them the voice if you don't if we're not the ones driving the world we want to see then who is who 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 are we letting drive yeah. that world because it's, it's about us it's us who live in that world in decades time and so it's about us driving that forward way forward right now and not leaving it to anyone else it's us about taking our own initiative and shaping the world mm -hmm. how we want it to be yeah no I, I definitely agree with you i think um some of the most misleading language that we often use in the world today is like the youth are the leaders of tomorrow yeah and also what are you going to do when you grow up right yeah so no. people i mean it gives us this idea that you know oh, it's tomorrow and you know it's like we're already on that procrastination by yeah. generation <laughs> so it's like I mean, there's no sense of urgency in that language, and I think that language needs to change. I mean, we need to say that the youth are the leaders of today. Yeah. And we need to say, no, I don't need to grow up to do something no. because I start now. Mm, yeah, right? exactly. And like, just hopping onto that, I mean, for me, this podcast is a side hustle, and we've been talking about side hustles before the show. Yeah. I mean, let us know about what your, in quote, side hustles are, and I guess the main idea that we're going to try and drive out through this exchange is that 
we really have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> as, as, as young as we are, as crazy as we want to live, there is some work-life balance that we can achieve and Neuroshan is going to help us understand a bit more of that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we did talk about side hustles before and I think when you, when you said that, I was thinking, okay, yeah, lots of my side hustles is about volunteering for a lot of different organizations. But I would say to get the balance right, I was saying earlier before the show, is get your priorities straight <laughs> and use your time wisely because let's say you have 24 hours in a day and that's a lot of time in terms of making sure you balance things and know what you're doing when. I think there is no excuse really because in this competitive world, it, all, all you do is go home and you study. That's all you do. There's no way you'll succeed later on because the competition is incredibly high. If you want to succeed in whatever, if you want to start a business, if you want to go into be a top lawyer, if you want to be the best doctor, the competition is so high because th- those people have worked incredibly hard, not just in their studies, but in all aspects of their life. So. When people say, oh, I don't have time, it's not it's not that you don't have time, it's that you haven't planned well. That's mm. the key thing here, you mm. haven't planned well. I mean, if you don't have a plan for a week and you just live day by day, I would just say that don't do not do that. Have a plan. Have a planner, start off, start off with a planner. <laughs> I'll tell you that, have a timetable of what you're, what you're doing every day because if you just live day by day, you only have two hours in one day let's say you're let's say we're in university and you're mm-hmm. in school or whatever and you have le- you have lessons and that's the only timetable you're following that's not going to work the only way you're going to know make sure on that day if you want to start a project you give time an hour or two to work on that project but don't give yourself too much to do at the end of the week let's say don't leave it for the weekend because mm. we were saying that that affects you that drains you it's about doing small things every day so that you spread it out evenly we were talking about the yeah. gym as an example. <laughs> you wouldn't go to the gym 15 hours a day and expect improvements. You'll actually damage your body in reality. Yeah. But people yeah. who work out regularly, but at not extreme length, just mm. short bursts of exercise, they are more fitter, more happier, and more healthier than people who do what one or two days of intense exercise. Workouts, yeah. yeah, because it's just not, you're not going to be able to sustain it because that drains you for the entire week then. I, I would just say it. <laughs> the best advice I can give yeah. is have a planner and know what you're going to do every day for weeks, even even weeks. Plan in advance. I mean, if you know what you're doing every day, then you won't get sidetracked or distracted by things. Mm. And it's good to be spontaneous. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm saying if you really want to start something and if you want to do a side hustle, make sure you put time in place every week for that. And don't expect that time will just come to you. You have to go and make yourself... You have to have... There is always time. There's plenty of time. You have to find where it is that you're going to fit it in in your life. It's about ex- it's about knowing when you're in new uni, knowing when you're in work, knowing when you're in school, and then knowing when your side hustle side hustle is. Because yeah. if you don't know that, then you just it's an that's just an idea in your head. Then it's not something that you're working towards. Um. Yeah. No. In relation to that, I I think one of the main issues why um, the youth procrastinate is because we have so much energy and the so many things that we might want to do although sometimes we get bored really easily and I think the only answer to boredom is that you probably haven't arranged your life well enough right yeah because eventually you realize this I see that see this happening a lot especially when it's almost exam season it's it's like someone will be like um 
you know, ah, oh, guys, I have nothing to do. You know, I'm just gonna probably just chill. And like, yeah, I'm, guys, I'm not hating on Netflix, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm partly hating on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but um, some people maybe watch one episode and realize, okay, you know what? On my planner, I've I've budgeted time where I can just chill out, watch my stuff, and then simply just get my other work done, right? But some other people are like, you know what? I don't really think I have anything left to do. And then they end up wasting the whole afternoon. Then they're like, oh my God, I actually forgot to do that report or forgot to write that case note or something, you know? And um, eventually you just see that things are going to pile up, right? So um, I think... If, you, if you're really, really struggling to get out of bed on a Sunday morning um, or something of the sort, you need to really, like, just organize your life because... And, yeah, also if you're sleeping really late, like, guys, you honestly don't need to, like, be out here killing yourselves. You can't. Yeah, no, no. You can't. Don't, don't go to bed late, actually. Yeah, no. Yeah, you guys, need to, you guys need to take care of yourselves, right? Some people have different sleeping schedules, but honestly speaking, you don't need to be going to sleep at 4 a.m. You don't need to be taking energy drinks. One of my... Uh, one of my good friends um, back at my old school actually got a caffeine overdose and I mean for me that was a huge thing I was like you can actually get an overdose on caffeine yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never knew that could happen but um, things like that do eventually happen so yeah. like organize your time and by all means um, yeah anything I, else you want to add? yeah no I just want to say like sleep is very important in, in this because if you have bad sleep then your whole day is ruined so if you don't get that eight hours of sleep and you actually the advice I'll give now is know when you're going to sleep and know when you're working up and do that every single day. So have a time for bedtime, an exact time. So let's say you sleep 10 a.m. every night. Make sure you sleep 10 a.m. every night and mm-hmm. make sure you wake up at the same time every morning because then you can get your sleeping pattern in place. I've, I've heard lots of people say that they find it hard to go to bed and wake up. But this, this, that's because they have such a jagged sleeping pattern that they can't sleep when they want to really sometimes they, they might sleep at 3 a.m sometimes they might sleep at 9 a.m mm. that is such a jagged part you can't do that because you're just giving yourself your body an incredible amount of pressure trying to go to bed early or trying to go to bed late and just draining yourself so i would just say monday to sunday even on the weekend try and go to bed at the same time as you did during the week because it's not about because you can never catch up your sleep. Well, I don't know if you know this, but if you lose one night of sleep, you can never catch that up. Even even oh, if you wow. even if you think that you sleep you can sleep over, there's, it doesn't work like that. Our brains don't work like that. So w- once a night of sleep is gone, it's gone forever. <laughs> so don't bank on the fact that you have your weekend to sleep in because it doesn't work. That's just called yeah. so- social jet lag, and in reality, that mm. doesn't catch up sleep. There's no such thing as catching up sleep. Yeah, I mean, and um, one thing I do want to add to that is. Um, I might get a lot of hate for this and guys might be like, you know, you, you have one life. I mean, you have one life, guys, sure. Yeah. But like, um, we talked about setting your priorities stay, like straight, right? So um, I know sometimes, like, as young people, we, we're really energetic and sometimes we just generally want party every single day. <laughs> and I've, I've seen this because um, for those who live in Cardiff, there's this road called Column Road and, like, almost every single night at 2 a.m., I'm woken up by the drunken slurs and teenagers <laughs> walking around. Like, I'm like, oh, this is this is perfect, right? But um, yeah, obviously, go go out, have fun, um, be responsible. But if that becomes something that is common, it becomes a habit. It's going to eat into your time, and before you know it, you guys say you only live once now. When you're 30, 40, 50, 
you're going to wish that you had that same energy to actually start your side hustles. Because yeah. when you're 30 or 40, you'll be like, oh, I actually wanted to start my own business, but damn, I have kids now. I can't hustle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you know, the thing is I wanted to become a professional footballer, but like now my body's like, you know, just, it's like I'm a 40-year-old body trying to play in a 20-year-old game. Yeah. You know? It doesn't really add up. So if you want to get somewhere, you have to give something up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's it's not like you're going to die without partying, right? Yeah, no. It's not like you're going to die without Netflix. I'm not saying don't have fun. Just have fun in moderation. Like, you need to really make sure that you're checking that out and um, make sure that you're actually prioritizing all of your your main goals into the main sectors. Yeah, know? yeah. No, I, I completely agree. With I mean, everything in moderation. Nothing should be incredibly extreme do your uni work in moderation go sleep in moderation side work hustle. out in moderation side hustle in, in moderation, moderation. <laughs> all have to be in moderation if one of the, those things are unbalanced it's because you're doing one of them either too much or one mm-hmm. of them too little i would just say make sure you get your eight hours of sleep make sure you exercise try and do 10 15 minutes of exercise if you can every day mm-hmm. because even a bit of exercise boosts energy throughout the week and if you do that every day, you're going to be fitter, healthier, happier. So make sure you have time, even if it's 10, 15. It doesn't matter what it is, what do you do? You either go for a walk, you go for a jog, you just work out at home, whatever it is. Make sure you have time, not even 10, 15 minutes. That's actually too short. Half, half an hour a day, at least, yeah. of exercise because it boosts your energy throughout the week. Trust me, I never used to do exercise throughout the week, ever. I never used to do it every day. But since I started doing it every day, I had so much more energy and gave me time yeah. to focus on my side hustle as well. Yeah. And I didn't realize that it could make such a huge impact because I did it every day. And I went to bed, got eight hours of sleep every day. I know, I know when I'm in work or uni or whatever, I had so much time to do other things that I got involved in lots of different projects and helped get in lots of community project campaigns whatever it was i had so much time to do that because i did those things i got my eight hours of sleep i got my half an hour exercise i got my time in doing uni work or whatever it is and just then i got time for side hustle i realized how much time i had and in that time i also had time for chillax like relaxing having fun because it's not all about working 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 side hustle it's not that it's not what i'm saying i'm saying if you put those in place first, there will be time for your side hustle. You can see, you can literally see how much time you have with your side hustle and how much time you have relaxing. Because yeah. when you get those priorities state, it just makes sense. Yeah, no, I just, I just want to add on to that a bit more. Um, I think having a side hustle, and um, like I just want to start off like with a, something I've been thinking about for, for quite a while now. I think with the introduction of social media, we've become the most connected just yet distant society yeah. that has ever graced the earth, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why I say this is that you feel like you're connecting with someone through phone or something like that. And like, sure, obviously, social media has its perks, but I feel like it also inadvertently has made us sheltered in the sense that we don't, we're not used to interacting with people as much anymore, mm-hmm. right? But um, by giving back to your community, by doing something different, whether it's a sport, whether it's starting... Um, an NGO, whether it's just volunteering somewhere, you get to actually, as Nurishan said, you get to learn and experience the world firsthand. You don't have to see it through an Instagram post. You don't have to see it through a TikTok post. Like, you go there and you experience it for yourself. And that becomes a memory that you've experienced and not something that you've just viewed and liked online. Yeah. That's one thing that 
side hustling kind of does for you. And then another thing is obviously if you're in love with your side hustle and you're just creating that balance in your life, it's really going to, I think you're going to see a shift away from a couple of things, uh, drugs, right? Um, some people like people think it's not real, but sex addiction is real, right? Um, things like pornography addiction and like, you know, just smoking all of these different things. You'll find that you've been trying to look for happiness, long-term happiness in forms of instant gratification and you can't find it. Mm. The reason why that is is because those things were designed to make you feel happy quickly and take you off that high immediately, yeah. right? But I'm sure you've been doing this for four years. That means you really enjoy <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the experience and it's it feels fulfilling, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I, you talked about instant gratification. Yeah, like those things you mentioned are instant. They're not continuous true happiness is not found within those things i mean you i know when people get into lots of different things i, I mean like yeah go out friday night, yeah whatever but don't let that become such an addiction that it becomes a problem to what <coughs> you want to do i mean yeah people do need to relax but you also need to take care of yourself because going out every night is not going to help anyone it's not going to help you it's not going to help anybody it's not it's going to damage your health really badly i mean I did. I started my side hustle, like I said at the beginning, improve my CV, gain mm-hmm. some skills. But I, I really liked it, and it's because I've, I've met so many people. I learned how the world is. I'm making change, helping people, learning how it is, learning so many different things while doing that. And it's such a great feeling for me. I like every time. I, most of my best memories have come from doing something on the side. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. I have some great memories from school and from doing other things but my best memories are still from side hustles and most my most fulfilling things that I've accomplished are from my side hustle because I know I've enjoyed my time when I was there and I'm putting my own time into it but I'm also getting lots back so when I was doing those things it just it made me feel like what those things like an Instagram post were like exactly like you said you can Mm. see something on Instagram someone doing some great things but you just don't have to see it. You can actually go and do things and see how it feels like and see what the world is actually like. You mentioned that we've become so dis- we've become so close but so distant. Mm. I think that's so true. I think when you meet people, and you spend so much time on your phone, but when you actually meet people and talk to them, find out about their passion, their experience, what they want to do, it motivates you as well. I mean, I've been doing these things, but it's not just been me. There's been lots of other people there as well. I mean, that's the biggest thing about when we were talking I think I forgot to mention this point when we were about talking about motivation and being passionate it's about when you know other people are there and when you know these people are passionate like you and you meet like-minded people that really does motivate you to do things and you're like you want to do it together you want to be like you want to be friends and you make some great friends you meet new people like-minded people who motivate you who want you to be the best version of yourself I mean that it's all about that (coughs) about learning constantly improving but yeah yeah no I think it's I'm just gonna follow on from the point that you talked about the like-minded people um quite recently like today and um a few weeks ago I stumbled upon a quote um if you're the smartest person in the room you're probably in the wrong room yeah right yeah you need to I, I feel like this world is so full of people and even in the primary school and the high school arenas we've kind of just been taught that like, yeah, you know, academics first and everything. And it's like a small little cute, you know, world that we have in there. But we don't know that beyond that, there's a whole world of people doing things. I urge you guys, if you're not on LinkedIn, to hop onto LinkedIn and have a look at what people are doing. 
and that should be a source of motivation it's not like you want to compete with them like who can give the most but it's like people are doing this then i might as well just exercise my call to duty you know yeah um i don't know if you feel the same way but um you should generally always find a way to make your like your environment should mirror what you want uh, your future to look like in yeah. terms of when you've achieved your goals so hang out with people who you feel are going to challenge you to be a better person yeah and, you know no I, mean, I, I completely agree if you, mm-hmm. yeah sur- it all i think all comes down to this basically if you whoever you surround yourself with is what you will end up being because if they don't if then if you have, if you have people around you who are always motivating you challenging you asking striving to be the best version of themselves it'll make you want to be the best versions of yourself if you have people who you hang around with that are not doing anything really just friends but you talk you just talk and not do anything and not really giving you that challenge that motivation that inspiration to be the best version of yourself then you're in the wrong friendship group you're in the wrong group you're in the wrong environment you need to go to places where you would feel that you would see people like-minded people when i mean like-minded i mean you have to see them challenging themselves giving themselves tasks challenges they motivate them inspire them because when you see them doing it you'd be like oh i really want to do this i really want to be challenging them and you become like a bit competitive kind of but not in a bad way in a good way in that all of you are trying to improve and become the best version of yourselves you have to surround yourself with the right people and if you're not in in with the right people then you'll know i think you will know if i'm saying it that if you're in with the right people the people i'm talking about are the ones that are who always do things they go to uni they go to work but they always do something on the side mm. they they have such they seem almost perfect but they're not obviously they go through their own struggles but they seem to do lots of different things it's because they have like-minded people around them you mm-hmm. don't just sit there and be like oh, i want to be like them go to don't go talk to them find out about their experience what kind of things they do i mean i know lots of people who've seen other people do great things but just admiring them and not yeah, speaking to it's them like, go and do something yeah yeah, yeah. just yeah. go speak to them find out about what motivates them what passion what they're passionate about and how they do it because yeah. you never know when they whatever they say to you you might click a bell or something a light bulb moment but like oh my god i haven't been doing this i need to do this it's yeah. just don't admire go do it because you can do it there's no there's no challenge don't put yourself don't put yourself down because someone told you to or whatever society thinks if you want to do something go do it because no one else is going to do it for you at the end of the day yeah, yeah. no i think <laughs> we've been talking a lot about execution it's probably one of the hardest things um and i've been following gary v who's a very entre- uh, like a very influential entrepreneur both in Europe and um uh in the US especially and the first thing he just talks about is execution like a lot of people are like oh yeah i've been having this big dream and i really don't know where to start the answer is just start right yeah. <laughs> you don't know where to start no one no one like knows the perfect path to success people have different stories like yeah. um Colonel Sanders the guy that started KFC he only managed to to get his business KFC running like up and running when he was 60 and it was the first successful business out of a string of almost um they counted how many times his chicken recipe failed and it was almost 2000 times yeah. right and you're just like well did did he think about where to start like he probably yeah. he probably did for a split second and just decided you know what I'm just going to try it yeah like so you try it and it's it becomes a, a skill that you kind of build over time 
And um, I guess, like leading on to the next question, is like what what pieces of advice would you leave for anyone who wants to make any change in society? Yeah. Like what advice would you give them? I think I think one thing I would say for them is find what your passion is, what what you want to change. I mean, there's no saying, oh, I want to change something, but you, don't, you have no idea what. The, the, like, let, if, you're, if you're in a community, unless, for example, it doesn't have to be huge. That's an, okay, yeah, let, me, let me put this in perspective. When, you're in your, when you find something that you're passionate about that you want to change, and it doesn't have to be huge, it doesn't have to be massive, like changing climate change, cutting down, mm. asking every single government in the world to make climate change the top priority. That doesn't have to be the change. Even though it could be your long-term aim, mm. it doesn't have to be the goal that you have straight away. Think, think, think of what can be improved in the community. For example, let's say that you want some bins in your area because there's not currently, this is just an example, but let's yeah. say you have one bin or two bins and there's not enough for everyone and there's lots of people and you feel like that more bins means less waste in your community. Small, things small as that. Start with that and think mm-hmm. about how, in practical ways, you can go about making that change. Go talk to community leaders. Go talk to people who are in charge about getting introducing more bins and get like-minded people like you who who, who want to see less waste because it won't just be you. And it's about being in those environments. It's about starting small but knowing what you're passionate about. I mean, things I do, it's not it's not. It's not changing the entire world. That's not. That's not. Even though, in in your world, in your own mind, it could be that you were thinking that you are changing the entire world. But you should not be thinking that. It doesn't have to just be that. And I've seen lots of people who think change is just a worldwide thing or a national mm. thing. Mm. But it doesn't have to be like change can be as really small, really really small. It could be so small as in like it could be in your classroom where you talk to your fellow students and you talk about. You, for example, you could talk about how how you organize get together and revise together from two weeks every yeah. two weeks or something like that. That is a massive change. It, it probably actually helped a lot of people there without even realizing because some people there might want to ask questions but never had the confidence to. So you by yourself putting yourself and saying, "Oh, let's meet every two weeks to do this." That is a huge change because you impacted on every person's lives there, and and you just don't know, you have no idea. It's just mm. I would always say start small, know what you're passionate about. But always, it's not about <coughs> you, just you. It's about getting people around you to support you and getting like-minded people together to make that change. It's not, you can just start off just by you, but you won't be able to do anything by yourself because that's just not the way it works. But, yeah. Yeah, I, def- I definitely agree. Um, I think one of the main things I would love to see with the youth is, and, and just society in general, I honestly think we we need to make it a culture. We need to make it cool for people to finally understand that you know communities don't just work by you getting a nine-to-five and just taking care of your family for the rest of your life like i feel like that's the narrative that's been sold to us ever since we're kids right we've been told i mean except for group projects and everything like that and in very few unique schools like there's a different system but you go into school it's like you know simple eight till three or for some people six until six like we have crazy school systems like that and you're just being told, Joe, your grades are everything, you know. You just have to make sure you get a stable job. And at the end of everything, you know, you just have to make sure that you can feed your family. And quite frankly, I think the narrative should change. Um, uh, capitalism does have its benefits, right? Like, obviously, like, um, 
you have to work for what you're earning, right? But I feel like we need to have a capitalist system with a socialist mindset. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that we can be getting all of this money and like you know being able to feed our families, but when was the last time we actually went to our neighbor's house and let's say we had a birthday or something and just randomly just offered them cake? You know, the small, simple things like that that just make people understand each other. I think we'd see a lot less polarization. I think we'd see a lot more cooperation in society. And especially among the young people, we'd start seeing society starting to shift over. And like you might find that people might have different views, but you're no longer attacking them, but you're empathizing with them and you're getting to see what you can actually bring together as a collective and not just as individuals taking care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you, I, th- I completely agree. It's about being a collective and not being just an individual. I mean, well, I, I think with the advent of social media and the, the technology, it's a great thing. I, I, I personally think it's such a great thing that we have things like this. But at the same time, we've lost that community feeling where even how many of you would know your neighbours, uh, mm. their names? Have you ever even introduced yourself to them? I think the community feeling about... But, back before the advent of technology community was so strong then that people talk to each other people had those relationships they got through things together but now it's the mindset is completely on individuals to do things themselves mm. i think i completely agree with you where it doesn't just have to be you the, the, this is a collective mindset you're all trying to achieve something you never know by speaking to people from your community they might be thinking the same things as you having the same problem but it's only by you talking to them that you'll find it, find this issue find a solution and by working together you can tackle that change you can't do it by yourself because it's not going to work take Greta Thunberg for example incredible leader amazing role model but she's inspired millions of young people and millions of young people took to the streets mm. for climate change to become a huge issue in, in society today it only happened because millions of young people did it but it started off just with <coughs> Greta Thunberg wanted to make a change and didn't understand why mm-hmm. but her doing that inspired millions of young people it could be the same thing with you it could just start off with you but you would need that help with a collective because without that collective nothing's going to happen we've seen with Greta Thunberg the incredible support she got from millions of young people it's because she was able to inspire and it it was on the mind of so many young people about tackling that issue but Greta Thunberg got into the spotlight and made that issue on the world stage so same thing in community if you take that step forward and are the spotlight are that voice then people will form around you collective if they see that this needs to be changed in the community so never say that it's just oh, no one else is thinking about it because they could be it's just you're the first person mm. that might want to voice it yeah no i think it's 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 crazy how one person um can actually inspire so many people but i think greta thunberg is someone who before getting onto news like she was just an ordinary girl who had the love for you know the environment and wanted to change that and a lot of people kind of they view it as like okay you know if i'm not greta thunberg i'm not doing anything great yeah it's like if i'm not inspiring millions like but my question to you is where where do you think she started like i think a lot of people the, the perception that i'm trying to live by like right now is that every single time you impact someone's life and you change the trajectory of someone's life 
because everyone comes from different places you have actually impacted one specific world in quotes yeah. right so if i for example i help nirshan out or something and he decides that okay actually this has been really inspiring i want to go and do this right you've changed someone's individual world right and that in itself is powerful because you've altered someone's life i mean they could have easily for example like i've seen people who have been inspired um by youtube channels or comedians and they've literally said that this video prevented me from committing suicide mm. and you just realize how powerful your voice can actually be right so start small as nirshan said and um it doesn't matter how many people are uh, let's say uh going to watch your youtube videos or it doesn't matter that you know your project is going to start off with one bin in the community or it doesn't matter if you're going to make one speech and only two people turn up to to hear what you have to say about mental health right like what matters is that you've you've started the process right and it's it's long term and you have to be willing to ride it all the way until the end and just as nirshan has been telling us throughout you have to find out your why for why you're doing this and that should be able to be fueling you until the end of your life yeah and as we move into our last question um just very quickly thank you to everyone who is tuned in uh if you do make an account you can be able to comment down any questions before we head offline um so i'm just going to ask the last question and then we're going to head offline uh but the last question for today is um what's what's in it in the future for you and what do you think the youth are going to do in the future in general me specifically or youth in general both Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me specifically, I don't know. I I I think I think I even though I do have a plan and I I do things monthly yearly, but you never know where the future takes you. When mm. I signed up to that event on when <coughs> I was 16, I didn't know where it would take me. Mm. But it's completely changed where I was think I was going when I was 16. I think back when I was 16, and I didn't think I would be doing this right now. So, it's, it it all changes wherever you go, but I'm always on the mindset that I I wake up trying to make a world that I want to see mm. and trying to see the world that I want to see rather than let society decide the world until I see a world better, happier people out of poverty it could be anything but it's the world I want to see until I see that world I won't ever stop trying to get involved in things trying to make change until because until you see the world that you want to see you should never stop i think i i go by that mentality of when i wake up every day because i want to get involved in so many different things i volunteer with so many different things because i i want to see a, a massive change but even though it could be small it's because i want to see a world where i i am i'm content and happy with and that mm. lots of people are the same and happy and successful when i see other people who are not like that then it it, it impacts me and saying that I always get up in the morning trying to make a world that I want to see. But in youth in general, I think as we move through the years, youth are becoming incredibly powerful and we should never underestimate <coughs> the impact that we we have and it's important now more than ever after that the mess that adults made of the world. Not all adults I'm quoting. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that a mess that adults made in the world is time for them to listen to us, I think. Mm. I think that I think it's time for them to listen to us and our solutions, our ideas because we are the future and we are going to take initiative and change the world as we as we want it to be rather than let them 
take handle, take steer of that conversation because the mess that they brought us in is up to us to change that world, I think. Yeah, um, I thank you so much for like your insight. Um, I think we've just been having a very interesting conversation today and a lot has come out that I wanted to hear. Uh, so thank you so much, Nirushan. And if you guys want to catch him, he's been on BBC. He's been doing big things out here. <laughs> no, no, you know? no. <laughs> so um, on LinkedIn, if you guys follow me, um, I'll post that again and repost it. And if you want to get involved in the community and you're in Cardiff, be sure to hit him up. And thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to get more entrepreneurs. We're going to get more social entrepreneurs in. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. And have a great night. As we speak, I'm at peace, no longer scared to die. Most niggas don't believe in God, and so they terrify. It's either that or they be fearing they gon' go to hell. Asking the Father for forgiveness got them overwhelmed.